Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We are eight days away from Connor freaking Bedard. Mm-hmm. Let's go! Officially being a Chicago Blackhawk, but there are some other picks the Hawks have to make, like a butt ton of them, and we're going to profile, just as we did yesterday, some of our uh, preferred draft targets. Before we get to all of that, make sure you are smashing that like button on YouTube. Make sure you are following the show on YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button. Podcast listeners, follow, subscribe, whatever they, whatever your app calls it, do it. Mm-hmm. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And tell a friend. Hawks season is here, man. It is here starting next week. We've got the draft. we got free agency on July 1st, development camp. The offseason is underway, and it's a great time to be a Hawks fan. You know, it's really exciting. So make sure you tell some friends about us. It'd be greatly helpful. And again, let's reiterate, smashing that like button. Yesterday, we had thousands of views of our YouTube podcast and hundreds of likes. That means a significant percentage of you are not smashing that like button. So do it, do it, do it. That is a one-second way to help us out big time. Smash away, everybody. In a game of smash or pass, you smash it all the time. Always. Always, always, always. Especially the like button. All right, so we've got uh, another crop. That is a crop of prospects to get to today. (laughs) We are going to start with Grayson Sachin. What a hockey name. Yeah. That is a that is a WHL name for yes, sure. Yes, <laughs> he is a, a center for the Seattle Thunderbirds, friend of our friends. Yes. Colton, Nolan, and Kevin. 5'11", 160. He is ranked 44th by Scott Wheeler in the Athletic, 38th by Flow Hockey's Chris Peters, 24th among North American skaters by NHL Central Scouting, and 13th by Elite Prospects. Grayson Sachin. Greg, that is your man. Yeah, this is... Uh... An interesting prospect. Another one of these guys that kind of all over the place on draft boards. Some people think he's a first rounder. Some people think he's a second rounder. Um, the first thing that pops to mind when when reading sc- scouting reports, watching film on Sachin is his playmaking ability, his hands. Uh, he's very creative with the puck. Um, but he's also a physical player. He's not the biggest player in the world, but he finishes his checks. He goes to the middle of the ice. He's not afraid to, to get it you know, dirty in a board battle. Um, you know, he plays center and wing. I'm, I'm, I think now, at least at this point, he's going to project as a, as, as a wing on the professional level. Played on a very deep Seattle team. Mm-hmm. Um, played further down the roster. Didn't get a ton of power play t- time, but still averaged uh, a point per game with 18 goals and 58 points. So still putting up the numbers, even though having kind of a smaller role on a very good team. Uh, as I said, he, he's con- you know he's he's uh, a two-way player. He, he constantly pressures the opponent. He finishes his checks. He wins those board battles. He's hard to play against. And that's the type of guy Luke Richardson wants on his team. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, he's he's said, like, you may not come to the United Center and beat us, but when you leave, you know you played us. And yeah. he kind of fits that mold. Um, and the Blackhawks scouting department has had a lot of eyes on the mm-hmm. Seattle Thunderbirds. So if they like him, they know all about him. Yeah, so yeah that's if, for sure. So if he's a target, it's for good reason because there's a lot. Of, they've seen a lot of film on him. I think he'd be a decent fit. 
Um, maybe for one of those second round picks, if he's there, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go crazy. I think first round might be a reach for him in a draft like this. You know, uh, other drafts in years past, he's probably a first rounder, but this year he probably falls into the second. Well, it's funny. Our uh, our friends at Elite Prospects have him thirteenth, which is they very very him. high. I'm gonna have to yeah. ask Cam about him on Thursday. And yes, Cam Robinson joins us Thursday. Reminder: Darren Pang Wednesday at two p.m. Don't Tomorrow. miss that. But in their draft guide, Elite Prospect says we're sticking our necks out a bit for this player, and we know the stakes. The ranking is going to make us look like geniuses or complete buffoons with very little <laughs> ground in between. But they say he's a great stick handler, a great passer. Uh, he puts up numbers wherever he plays on on top teams, uh, and they do mention he's got some dog in his DNA. So I do like the shades of shades of Troy Terry and Robert Thomas. Okay. I like the guy that. from Matchbox Twenty. Yes, he can, nice. he can sing it up and he can push no, you around. Push you around, and he will. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Until, oh, he no, will. I, I'm, not, I'm not a Matchbox Twenty. No, you like. How can you like Train and not like Matchbox Twenty? I, I chose Train instead of Matchbox. <laughs> <laughs> you same band. You guys now, don't know the honest. big Train versus Matchbox no, Twenty band I, wars. Yes, I did. Buy that CD probably for a penny from Columbia House, but you know, after some listens, I I don't know. I moved on. Who would have thought Columbia House would have gone out of business? I love. Here's 100 house. CDs for a penny that you'll never. Actually, yeah. you know, honestly, BMG was the ones for the penny. Uh, Columbia House was like you had to buy seven full price, but then you'd get like 14 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the 90s. Okay, yes. moving on. All right, for all you under 30, you can start paying attention again. <laughs> Just Google it. <laughs> Google it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Sachin would be a guy that would would fit the mold of what the Blackhawks are looking to do. He's he's a battler. He's a good skater. Um, 11 points in 17 postseason games with the Seattle Thunderbirds. Right-handed shot centerman. Um, yeah, maybe the, the size isn't ideal, but again, uh, the, the caveat with all these players is physical maturity is still coming for, for a lot mm. of these guys. They're, they're 17, 18 years old. Um, you know, they still have some years to, to grow into their bodies. And, and look, like once they're NHL draft prospects, they have access to NHL uh, you know, conditioning and workout uh, regimens and, and, and trainers and, and, and all that. Um, so it jumps a level from playing in college, playing in junior, playing overseas in a junior program to having actual NHL, an NHL team talking with you, talking with, uh, talking with you about, you know, okay, you're, you're, you're here with your physical, with, with your physicality. Now you have to get to this level and this is how you do it under our program, under our nutrition, things like that. Um, so yeah, at 5'11", 165, like I, I have no concerns with that about uh, with with a guy like Sachin. And look, he's he's got the 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 pedigree of you know the places you places you want to play and, and programs you want to be in. He played with Shattuck St. Mary's uh, a few seasons ago. Was with the U.S. Development Program before going to Seattle. Like he's he's gone through some pretty good programs. So, so Pam McGuire knows all about. Him. Yeah, he will be he will be <laughs> definitely. definitely on Pierre's radar uh, if if he needs to have a radar. But yeah, I, I think. It, with 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 it being Seattle, that's the the familiarity is there. Um, so I think I think Sachin would be an, would be an interesting choice, and I agree, probably more of a second round option. If he's not there, I don't think you're going to sweat it because there's a lot of good options that the Blackhawks could have in those early and, and mid second round picks. What's funny as we mentioned the the polarizing thoughts about him. Uh, Elite Prospects has him 13th. Hockey News has him 90th. Yeah, that's so, a huge gap. But Hockey yeah. News says the kids got skill and tenacity, plus the ability to make something happen. In no time, light frame and skating are as cons. Put up solid stats on a loaded squad. Yep, I mean it's all over the board. But I, I think 
you know, a lot of, a lot of times those players will slip and then you get a steal. Yeah. So I think it's, it's interesting. He could be one of those kids that are like next year when he's back in Seattle and he becomes one of the top players, he might like have an explosion and people are gonna be like, wow, how did he fall to the second mm-hmm. round or third round? Yeah. Um, you know, could be the ideal just, you know, not being held back, but just because he's on such a good team, his numbers and so, buried a little bit. And yeah. that Seattle team loaded up yeah. for this season, so they're gonna they're gonna graduate a lot of players. So the he's, opportunity for him to get an elevated role is yeah, gonna be there. He's got a chance to be you know top line guy next year, mm-hmm. and we'll see what he does in that role if he's a, if he's a Blackhawk prospect at that point. All right, next up is center Danny Nelson from the USNTDP and the University of Notre Dame. Home of the, your Fighting Irish. Eventually. 6'3", 50th overall by Scott Wheeler of The Athletic. 43rd overall by Chris Peters. 22nd among North American skaters by NHL Central Scouting. And 43rd by Elite Prospects. That is Danny Nelson. Yeah, Danny Nelson is a guy that's really shot up the board as the season progressed, especially... As the season ended, he finished his season on a 16-game point streak, which uh, last time I checked is good. Uh, Yeah, um, this is a quote from Danny Nelson himself, which makes me uh, like him even more. I watch Leon Dreisaitl and try to model my offensive game after him. The way he protects the puck and makes plays down low is really impressive. That's something I want to try to bring to my game and improve upon. I like that. Uh, trying to be Leon Dreisaitl uh, on a team that already has Connor Bedard might work <laughs> out. Uh, I don't think he has the raw talent of Leon Dreisaitl, but it's a good lofty goal to have. Um, it's Nelson's transition game that really f- sticks out uh, and gets scouts excited. He, for a bigger player, now this is a kid that started his career as a defenseman and moved to forward about three seasons ago. So he's still learning the position. He's done it well, but he gets the puck through the neutral zone quickly. He excels at zone exits, and it does great at entries. And in today's NHL, the less time you spend in your own end and in the neutral zone, the better chances you have of winning hockey games, and he helps with that. Um, You know, a lot of his projections have him as a bottom six guy, a third liner, but you need guys like that, as we've said multiple times already in this week. you got to have guys like that to build a real championship contender. Um, He's going to give you some size and skill on the bottom six. He'll go to the dirty areas of the ice, win those puck battles, and create space for, you know, his skilled line mates. And able to score a goal every once in a while. Uh, He's got a good heavy shot. Um, He's going to need to work on his speed and acceleration. But, again, lots of these guys does. Pretty much. Myself included. Um, (laughs) And he is going to be going to the University of Notre Dame, not this coming fall, but the following fall, 24-25. That's a top-notch hockey program. And he's going to get to be coached by our buddy, our pal, Brock Sheehan, who was uh, hired today as an associate head coach after getting kind of caught up in the middle of the Chicago Wolves Carolina Hurricanes dispute got kind of a the shaft there a little bit a little um, raw deal. He, he, he lands on his feet he gets to go coach at his alma mater so good for Brock Sheehan yeah. and he could probably maybe tell us all about Danny Nelson here in a couple years. One thing I like about reading about Nelson is is they talk about him as a, as a play driver and a puck carrier and somebody that thrives on uh, great breakout passes and we talked about this with a couple guys yesterday where the way you see this team being built and you see the kind of players they're bringing in, those puck-moving defensemen, just as it was in a dynasty, 
it's going to be a way that they generate a lot of offenses. Get those Korchinski types moving that puck up the ice, those speedy, crafty forwards taking the puck and carrying it into the zone, and that's how you're going to generate a lot of offense, and Danny Nelson checks that box for sure. Yep. So, it, I mean, look, like as you get into the nitty-gritty of the draft and you're talking about first, second-round guys, they're all kind of going to be sort of similar, right? Put up big numbers. Could we work on their skating? Has a decent shot. It all kind of runs together, but it's those little traits that stand out to me of here is something that this guy does specifically well, maybe better than other prospects do. And when you're when you're imagining how this team's going to look when they compete again and really how most of the NHL's teams are built these days, yeah. uh, those breakout players are, are super, super valuable. Yeah, and I think, too, the Blackhawks, you know, their, their forwards group needs some size. He brings it at 6'3", over 200 pounds. Uh, left-handed shot. Look, I mean, being being part of the gold medal winning uh, U18 World Championship uh, Team USA team, seven points in seven games, four goals, three assists. Um, you know, being able to do it on the, on that stage is is really important. Uh, it's it's a good indicator of, of of hopefully some good things to come. So yeah, I, I think you know, yesterday we talked a lot about you know sacrificing size and skill. Uh, and and how those things are, are are weighted. I feel like Nelson is the kind of guy where, you know, his his time, like you said, his time playing defense, uh, playing the defensive position probably helps uh, that two way game as as a forward and and can be an, an asset to him as he as he develops. It's it's two different ways of kind of seeing the game, and um, not many players can can make that transition, uh, you know, forward to defense or defense to forward and, and and make it, you know, make it stick. Few have Brent Burns did it pretty well Dustin Bufflin did it pretty well um you know Danny Nelson like I think that's that's gonna a, a, a difficult transition but I think so far the the results of him as a forward are, are looking pretty solid so yeah if Blackhawks want to get big uh, on the wings go for it all right now we're going to move on to the first goaltender we've covered uh, in our draft profiles from the USNTDP and soon to be Michigan State University goaltender Trey Augustine 6'1 185 55th overall by Scott Wheeler of The Athletic, 55th overall by Chris Peters of Flow Hockey, number three among North American goalies by NHL Central Scouting, and number 45 overall by Elite Prospects. You talk about goalies with uh, just a, 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 a huge resume uh, heading into into their draft here. Uh, Trey Augustine has is, is got to be one of the more decorated going into their draft, uh, draft years. He's got a uh, World Junior Championship uh, I believe it's a bronze medal uh, under his belt this year. A world uh, U18 World Junior Championship gold medal this year. Uh, also a U18 World Championship silver medal uh, from last year. So he's been the Team USA backstop uh, at those levels for the past two seasons, and he's done a tremendous job doing it. He's definitely already got the the decorations. Uh, one of the biggest things that that stands out for for Trey Augustine. Uh, is his one loss in regulation this year. One loss in regulation uh, with 47 starts. Uh, he had a 926 save percentage of the season with the uh, U.S. Development Program, which is super impressive. Uh, this coming from our friend Chris Peters at Flow Hockey. Uh, says, winning the world U18 gold medal and playing some of his best hockey in that gold medal game was a validating performance. Augustine lost one game in regulation all season. 
at six foot one. He's right on the edge for NHL teams who value size more in goaltending, but his poise and composure are hugely attractive qualities in a goalie. On top of that, Augustine has legitimate technical skill, reads the game exceptionally well. His coaches also laud his preparation and intense focus. I think, you know, with the Blackhawks, where they're at right now with goaltenders, you have Drew Camezzo, you have Arvid Soderblom, you have uh, Jackson Stauber, like these young guys coming in. You have a decision to make about Dominic Bassey, who was one of the better college goaltenders last season uh, for St. Cloud, which is, was a top program last year. Um, and then, you know, you, you, you have its name always escaped Mitchell Weeks also uh, in, in, in the system. You got Peter Mrazek. So right now, Peter Mrazek, I mean, he's, he's going to be here one more season. Uh, but that's the future of, of your goaltending position. And Blackhawks are, are in a position where they can, they sh- can and should take some, take some risks on, on, on a goaltender because you have some confidence in the young guys coming up. Why not keep one, one guy in the system always as an, as an option? And, and Augustine, it's a player that's coming away, you know, from, from his U.S. program time. He's going to Michigan State. He's going to be a starter at Michigan State. Uh, I just, I just think it's, it's a good situation. He's probably going to be like Camezzo, where he spends three years in college. So you're not worrying about, oh, if they draft him now, what's that going to do for Soderblom and Camezzo? Probably nothing, because it's going to take some time for yep. Augustine's game to round out. So I think the Blackhawks are in a position to continuously roll the dice on goaltenders. I think he's going to be there in the second, maybe even third round. I don't think there's any reason not to uh, take a look at a goaltender. And I think Augustine's one of the more accomplished ones, and. Yeah, six one. It's not the biggest goalie, but again, for me, me especially, size is is definitely something that that you can overcome in hockey and 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 in goaltending. You don't have to be six six. You can be six one if you're technically sound, yeah. like Augustine is. I think that is one of the most overvalued things in hockey is the size of a goalie. I know having guys with big long legs and long femurs, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's nice to cover up the bottom of the net, but like. Well, we How can, many small goalies have we seen done really, really well? We, in we can ask our, our soon-to-be new friend, Darren Pang, who <laughs> played in an era where there was no such thing as big goalies. Yes. Every right. goalie was tiny, and the yeah. nets were bigger. Yep. I mean, it also has a part to do why all their GAs were over four, but still, <laughs> yeah, it's, it a, it's a different era, and it's, it's still kind of crazy to me when somebody says, oh, he's six foot one, he's too too small to play goalie, where uh, when I was a kid, he'd be the biggest goalie in the NHL. Right, right. Um, and people had a lot of the same concerns that they have on Trey Augustine they had about Dustin Wolf and that's worked out pretty well for yeah Dustin he's been Wolf good so far yeah. uh, we have a we have a graphic here from elite prospects which is very useful and also hilarious because they photoshop his face behind the mask what? of Trey yeah, Augustine that, that was not me I, I that was, no that's yeah. that is from the elite prospects draft guide uh, but if oh, you're watching on YouTube it shows you kind of the hot and cold zones for Trey Augustine to know these Stops 99% of the pucks hit directly into his chest. Yes, yeah, so one's in his I'm chest. I'm worried about that one that got yeah, that one that one in. ripped through his sternum. That's why his that's why his head had to be reattached to his body. Apparently. It looks like his worst spot is high glove, uh, and then he's yeah, a little he's bit not saving a lot of shots. Yeah. You can't win a Stanley Cup with a guy that with a poor glove hand. That's oh, what you can't. No, I've heard that before. That's um, for sure. I just wanted to share a graphic because I thought it was a funny. Wonderful graphic that they put his <laughs> face graphic. behind the mask. That yeah. is wonderful. Um, I'm I'm a f- I'm I'm in favor of drafting a goalie every year. Uh, we asked Mike Donahue, former goalie himself, that, and he kind of agreed. You got the goalies take different paths to the mm-hmm. NHL. Some can get there in three, four years. Some five, six years. 
And as this year's Stanley Cup playoffs proved, you can never have too many goalies <laughs> in your system oh, yeah. that can jump in and start. You might need a game. to use all of them. You, yeah, and <laughs> and guys you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, if you still have and use all four of those second round picks. I wouldn't be completely upset with using them, one of them on Augustine. If yeah. you think he's going to be something of value down the road, be it either within your own organization or a guy you can, you know, hey, it's 2026 and we need to get a stud left winger that could score and we've got this great goalie prospect, we could trade him to go get what we need, you right, know, yeah. or yep. you trade Comesso to get what you need. You know, you never – you can never have too much goaltending. It's like it's like relief pitching in baseball. The more you have, the, you'll find a way. If they're good, you'll find a way to make them play or reap a reward from them one way or the other. So, yes, sure, go for it. All right, we've got some defensemen coming up next, but first we want to tell you about our friends at Lewis University, my alma mater. I just happen to carry a Lewis shirt around with me wherever oh, I go. Nice. I know, it's about Here time it you finally get to use that for yeah. a purpose. Just keep the tag on it. That's Bedcheck Charlie, that guy in the middle. That's the flyer mascot. My friend Jill was Bedcheck Charlie for a while. That was fun. My daughter was terrified of her. Bedcheck Charlie? Bedcheck Charlie. That's, that's, that's the real? mascot at Lewis University. It's a little creepy. Bed check? Bed check. It's like a, it, wait, I don't understand. Why, isn't he a pilot? Why is he checking beds? I, I, I'm not in the aviation program, man. <laughs> I didn't name him. <laughs> Sounds a little creepy, but that's okay. Check Yell your beds. me. Check your beds for Charlie. Go to lewisu.edu slash you can do this slash why is he named bedcheckcharlie.org <laughs> and maybe you'll find your answer. But students just like you, full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms, you can go back to school and earn a great degree from Lewis University. It's 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, and they're ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Well, they were until I got a degree from there, but anyway. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening online and blended formats to help you balance work, family, and education. And the faculty, like I used to be, bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. Lewis offers career support and academic resources for adult students. And if you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right one for you. How about cybersecurity? That's a big thing these days. Yeah, it is. Lewis is a, is a Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity. That's good. Providing students with scholarship funding. Not available elsewhere. Adult undergrad, you got computer science, aviation maintenance, technology certificates, business analytics, criminal justice, business programs, technology programs. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this and become a Lewis flyer like me. Wait, so they're the flyers? Flyers. Not So, so is Bed Check Charlie a flyer? Is Tommy Hawk's name... Black, Black Hawk, Black Hawk? No. No, all mascots have names different from the f- mascot. Okay. Gritty. Why is he checking uh, gritty, beds, though? Gritty's also why is he checking beds? Jay's getting hot over I know. Here, over Gritty's a tone <laughs> You know, that's the thing about Lewis. These guys get a little uh, hot on the hot. collar about uh, bed, bed time. Uh, he's in <laughs> the mascot Jack hall of fame, I'll have you know. Oh, okay. Good. That's in wonderful Whiting, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's a stop on our way down to Nashville. Uh, Progi Fest. That's also a good reason to stop. Hey, <laughs> speaking of college, beer. Uh, Goose Island, they are the official beer company here of us at CHGO. Flying over our heads and over Chicago's heads as Chicago's beer since 1988. How can you argue with that with their deep roster of 
delicious beers. Of course, the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, which is always in style with a citrus aroma and bold hop finish. You, of course, have the Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer. It is what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You got the Tropical Beer Hugs, the Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, which is a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. And, of course... On these golden sunny days, you can reach for a golden can of 312, the staple of Goose Island's uh, beer roster. And you can get all of these beers and more, uh, their ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive lineup at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town here in our neck of the woods. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. You know, the weird thing about that is that they also have a mascot, and the Goose mascot is named... Bed check Charlie. <laughs> I sent that's a such text. a coincidence. I sent a text to Bed check Charlie to find out why he is called Bed check Charlie, and I'll get back to you. But I see an okay. article here from the patch that says, as of May twenty fifth, twenty twenty three, Bed check Charlie is being retired. Oh no! Wow! Yeah, so check the wrong bed. I gotta see if he's around. <laughs> he's checked his last bed. Okay, so Bed check Charlie responded and said, "I checked the beds of student pilots." For what? Like to make sure they were there. <laughs> oh, so it's like a, a cur- like a oh, curfew. Oh, so he's a narc. Like I guess yeah. it's a narc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, a, like a curfew. A curfew. Uh, so he's a dick. <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> well, Charlie. that's why he's How is he beloved? Like I, I didn't say beloved. Beloved, your word. I said my daughter was scared of him. <laughs> I'd be scared of him too. He's coming to my room in the middle of the night, making sure I'm in bed. <laughs> yes, uh, I checked the beds of student pilots to make sure they were following curfew. That is the official All statement right. All right. from Bed Check Charlie. One of those old-timey military things. circa 2004 through 2008. I would say student pilots <laughs> be in yeah. your beds, or Charlie will get you. He will get you, or he'll be in your bed when you come home yeah, with his wanna, big rubber face. You don't want to be late to bed, and Charlie's already there. <laughs> Maybe in uh, like late July, we can get bed check Charlie in studio here and see yeah, what he has to say. Absolutely, but he can't talk. Well, he just has to nod or shake on, his head. No, video, you know, it won't be great audio, but it'll be great video content. No. Anyway, go to Lewis. Go to Lewis. It got me here. Damn it. Learn of the legend of yes. bed check Charlie for yourself. Yes. Shout out to Lewis. And we're soon going to learn so about the legend confused. of Bo Akey. What yes. a great name. Akey. Barry Colts defenseman, six foot 175, 61st overall by Scott Wheeler, 61st overall by Flo Hockey. That's two in a row where Peters and Wheeler had him ranked the same. Mm, NHL Central Scouting homework. says 33 overall of North American skaters and elite prospects, number 32, Bo Akey of the Barry Colts. I mean, Akey, breaky Bo, yes. Hey, Akey, breaky Bo. Yep. He breaks the ankles. We can't get him because the Hawks can't get him because they're going to play the song over and over again. <laughs> yeah, hey. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I get, hard pass if that's yeah, the case. Yeah. We can get creative. Yeah, uh, Bo Akey, I mean, he played for the Barry Colts on a, on a team where everyone was paying attention to Brant Clark and uh, the season that he was having, but uh, Akey himself was having a, a really good season as a draft-eligible player. Uh, right-handed shot defensemen, those are valuable in the eyes of the NHL and the eyes of the hockey world. 47 points in 66 games, 11 goals, 36 assists. He also tallied two goals, five points in 13 postseason games uh, for the Barry Colts this year. This is from uh, our friend Scott Wheeler at The Athletic. It says, Aki is a beautiful, flowing skater with plus-level mobility in all four directions. He can transition pucks up ice, join in transition, walk the line, 
and fall back onto his heels and edges whenever he needs to. I like him defending the rush where he uses his feet and stick to manage gaps and steer opposing carriers. I like the way he sees the ice and joins the offense. He can run a power play and likes to make himself available as a shot option at five on five. Very offensively gifted is Bo Aiki, and I feel like you know the, the the Blackhawks in their in their blue line system right now have a lot of guys that outside of probably Kevin Korchinski, they're 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 two way guys or more defensively sound guys. You know you, you have like an Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen, Isaac Phillips, Alex Vlasic, Alec Agula, all these guys that are more you know bigger bodies play a little bit more of a physical style. They can jump into the offensive side, but it's more of their defensive presence that's a little bit, you know, the, the, the more of the plus side in their game. So you got guys like Korchinski uh, and Wyatt Kaiser, too, that are a little bit more offensively uh, projected out. I think Bo Aiki fills out that role as well as being that offensive guy. He's not the biggest guy, but he's also not a small defender. He's bigger than a guy like Al, uh, Adam Boquist was. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like that is the kind of defenseman that – you know, you talk about skating and speed and mobility and how much the Blackhawks put in importance on that. You get someone like with, with Aki's skating ability into the blue line system and you have another guy who could potentially in a couple in a couple of years at the pro level be maybe a power play two quarterback behind Korchinski. And I think that would be really impressive uh, and, and potentially a good fit for him. It's so funny how quickly the Hawks defensive system has gone from Mitchell and Boquist and Bodan to Phillips and Korchinski and Allen and Del Mastro and all yeah. this size. So it almost is like you hear about these smaller defensemen and puck movers. You're like, ah, they got enough of those. No, they don't. They don't really have any, they, they any changed, of those anymore. Yeah. yeah, it changed very quickly. Love this quote from Elite Prospects. A stick work masterclass from Aki. Tight gap, perfect posture, never overextended. In a four-second span, he pucked the poke away from pucked. <laughs> poked the puck away from the opponent twice before pivoting and stick lifting another. Uh, that is from Mitch Brown, uh, director of North American Scouting for Elite Prospects. That that Stick work is hugely important in today's mm-hmm. game, especially if you're a little undersized. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and as Mario mentioned, I think a lot of people, like if they use the second round pick on a defenseman, might be like, oh, what are we drafting defensemen for? We've got a ton of defensemen. But as you mentioned, if it's one of these offensive minded defensemen, they don't have a ton of those. So it's not necessarily yeah. just being redundant and adding another. You know, Nolan Allen, Ethan Del Mastro to the mix. It's getting uh, something that you you missed out when you traded Adam Boquist and Bodine was a bust and Mitchell was a bust. Mm-hmm. Like you you got to replace what you lost there. All right. Next up, we have Youngstown Phantoms and future Badger and Gunslinger William Whitelaw. Love that name, <laughs> William Whitelaw. Nice. Five nine one seventy five. 57th by Scott Wheeler, 78th by Chris Peters, 42nd among North American skaters by NHL Central Scouting, and Elite Prospects has him at number 48. When I read about William Whitelaw, the things I hear about him is complete package. He kind of can do everything you need a forward to do. This is not going to be a guy who's going to be an NHL superstar by any means, but Elite Prospects says he is a clear-cut first-round pick, Another one kind of polarizing, depending on who you're reading about. But instead of like very specific, like yesterday we talked about Oliver Moore is like just this incredible skater. Mm-hmm. What they say about Whitelaw is that it's everything. He's kind of good at everything, which makes him a really solid middle of the lineup player on a good team. Uh, 
not overly wouldn't be an overly sexy pick by any means, but you've got to have guys like this as you build your team out that are versatile, that can do everything, that can uh, adapt to the style of play that's thrown at them. That's what we saw from the Tampa Bay Lightning for so many years where whatever their opponent was bringing at them, they could adapt to it, and, and more often than not, they would come out the winners in those series. I think you saw Vegas do that a lot this year too, playing a bunch of different sort of styled teams. That versatility is hugely important, and William Whitelaw, uh, gunslinger, brings it. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 smaller, but every scouting report that I've seen about him uh, raves about his competitiveness and his willing willingness to battle. Um, you know, we we talked about it yesterday how some of those some some of those smaller players that that you know have that perchance to, to get into battles and and go into the corners uh, reminds us uh, reminds me a, a lot of you know what Alex DeBrincat kind of brought to the brought to the table as an undersized forward whose whose game was scoring, but being able to also not back down from you know a, a challenge and be able to go into the front of the net and hold your own, go into corners and win battles like th- that's what Whitelaw can do uh, so far at, at, at this level, and he's uh, you know that that's that's the kind of guy that I think Luke Richardson and and, and Kyle Davidson want to have in in the system is, is guys that are going to be competitive, guys that are high motor. Um, you know, engage, engaging in the physicality of the game, no matter if you're 6'4", 215, or if you're 5'9", 170. Like, they want guys that are going to go in and battle. And I feel like Whitelaw has that has that in him and also has, you know, a high-level skill that he can tap into. So it's going to be interesting to, to see where, where he's at. I think a lot of people see him in the second-round range, but I've seen some boards have him as, as a first-round pick. It just it depends on, you know, where team where specific teams uh, value him, but I think if the Blackhawks are looking for one of those types of players in the mid to late second round, they have the option, they have the abil- ability to get him, and I think he'd be a good option. And that's not just because he's going to uh, help turn around the Wisconsin program. Uh huh. Now I know why he was someone included asked you. in our list. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, someone does that too. <laughs> uh, the only th- like thing I can add to that, because you guys covered it pretty well, he has a lethal shot, and uh, our buddies at Elite Prospect in their incredible draft guy says shades of phil kessel i'm in oh. all right <laughs> yeah i'm in sign me up yeah we'll have I'll to see what that. his hot dog count is first is that an elite prospects let's see hot dogs nope no, no, they, no. They're, they're, well he has to come to chicago first yeah he'll have he'll have an advantage yeah. that way we'll get that hot dog count up all right next up is bradley nadeau he of the missing e uh penticton vis going to maine next year another big college hockey program he is a center left winger 511 175 22nd overall by scott wheeler 39th overall by flow hockey 17th among north american skaters by nhl central scouting and 35th from elite prospects that is bradley nadeau uh I'll admit I didn't know much about young Mr. Nadeau before we started doing these uh, profiles because he played in the BCHL, which is, you know, a tier below the big three up there in Canada. Mm -hmm. But uh, after reading up on him, watching some film, holy crap, I want the Blackhawks to draft this kid. (laughs) This kid's shot is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, In 54 games... Regular season, he had 45 goals and 113 points. And then he was named the playoff MVP 
helping the V's go 16-1 and in the postseason to win the BCHL championship. Pretty good. Where he had 17 goals and 35 points in those 17 games. Uh, he's got one of the best shots in the entire draft. In fact, some scouts say the only player in the draft with a better shot than his is the guy that the Blackhawks are taking first overall. So go. get another sniper on your team. Uh, he's got a, a, an elite one-timer. Uh, he gets and sets up in that left circle, a la Alex Dabrinkit, a la Alex Ovechkin. We saw with Artemi Panarin. He could be that same type of player. Uh, Bedard gets the puck in, gets the puck over to the left side, boom, goal. Um, that that seems very exciting to me. Uh, he's he's shifty without the puck. He he uses his feet well to get into those soft air. To, you know, confuse the defenders, create space for himself, and again has that amazing shot. Um, I think with the Hawks having all those multiple picks, those first two rounds, I wouldn't even be mad at him if they went at that 19 and 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 stretched a little bit to get him. But if he's there. At 35? Oh, you got to take him at 35. You don't even think twice. You run that car to the stage and take him. Absolutely. Uh, This is is a kid I really want the Hawks to take. The the Elite Prospects uh, blurb on him is is somewhat uh, hockey pornographic. Uh, there are probably aren't enough superlatives in all of the English language to, sur- to describe Bradley Nadeau's draft year with Penticton. It's always hard to say that. The power he creates off his shot is not only downright terrifying to witness in person, but also awe-inspiring from a mechanical point of view. That's something. I mean, I like that. Yeah, like that's that uh, and it says other than presumptive number one overall pick Connor Bedard, Nadeau's shot doesn't have many rivals in this year's draft. Hey, I, those two guys in a line together—that'd be great. Look out! Yeah, I mean, you you need to have those high-end skilled players uh, to to play with with guys like Connor Bedard and, and Lucas Reichel and eventually Frank Nazar coming up, like guys that can be finishers. Because all those guys, Nazar, Bedard. Reichel, they're they're creative. We know Bedard has a deadly shot. You add another finisher to that group, and and you know you put, you talk about a potential top six, top nine, with four guys that can that can be you know high end scoring threats potentially. Like that is that is what's going to drive an offense. Imagine a top power play unit with Bedard, Nadeau, Reichel, Nazar, and Korchinski. Okay, that sounds yeah. pretty freaking sexy to me. It does. Like. Put that on the cover of a magazine. Yeah, don't need Roman anymore. No, you would hide that magazine under your <laughs> under your mattress at night. I already do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I already do. Um, all right, next up is another defenseman, Oliver Bonk, Bonk. of the London Knights, six one. 180 41st by Scott Wheeler of the Athletic, 26 by Chris Peters of Flow Hockey, number 20th among North American skaters, and number 56 by Elite Prospects. When I read about Oliver Bonk, what strikes me is I feel like when we say safe pick, it comes off as a negative. And I don't want it to come off that way. I feel like when I say Oliver Bonk is a safe pick, it is a guy who is sort of assured of being a good NHL player. Yeah. And how good, we don't know. I've seen a lot of publications say low ceiling, high floor. Right? Like he's not ever going to really be an elite defender, but he's also there's very little chance that he busts out and doesn't become an NHL player. Yeah. And when you look at what the Hawks have defensively, we feel good about a lot of them. But you look at Isaac Phillips – and you're like, is that like a, is that like a, if there was somewhere between the AHL and NHL, is that where he fits, right? Is he a true top six on an NHL team? 
You could ask the same question about Wyatt Kaiser. You could ask the same question about a number of guys the Hawks have in the system. Yeah. I think we know that Vlasic is a sure thing. Korczynski is a sure so. thing. I'd probably say the same about uh, Allen and Del Mastro, but beyond that, you're not sure. Oliver Bonk would be a guy that you know in two, three, four years is going to be a mainstay on your blue line and a, and a safe pick to make. So yeah. I would have no problem with it. Uh Again, where he projects, 41st from Wheeler, 26 from Peters, might require a trade-up. He'll probably be there at 19. That feels a little high for me for Bonk. It does feel early. Blackhawks take a defenseman at 19. That would be shocking. I don't don't see that happening. No, I I, I think the first two picks that they make will be forwards. It doesn't doesn't really matter where they're going to be. I think those will be the the positions that, that, that they address. But yeah, people are asking, is is it Radic Bonk's kid? It is. Yes. So the, sweet, and he ho- has to grow a mullet. The hockey pedigree is there. Um, yeah, I, his versatility is something that I think would would bring a, a different element to the Blackhawks' uh, defensive group. I know we were just kind of talking about it with with Bo Aiky being a little bit more of an offensive guy. Uh, Radic, or not Radic Bonk, Oliver Bonk, uh, for for a, a London Knights team that you know you don't really get a lot of draft eligible players getting the defensive responsibilities he did. Uh, in London this season, uh, you know, being able to play both ends of special teams, have have high minutes at even strength. Uh, that's 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 an impressive feat uh, in a in a dra- in an, in their draft year, uh, and put up ten goals, forty points in sixty seven games uh, with London, and then eleven assists in twenty one uh, OHL playoff points. Uh, did Oliver Bonk, right handed shot defenseman again? That is valuable in hockey. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the, the versatility that he brings to the game is something that I, I think would add to the Blackhawks blue line. And, you know, like like you were saying, Jay, you know, that that low ceiling but high floor. If you if you draft a guy who, yeah, maybe he's nothing more than a number five, number four defenseman, but nothing less. Fine. You need like, yeah, that's that's great. You need those guys. Exactly. Yeah, sure. You're not going to have a defensive core of six Norris trophy candidates. No. Um, by the way, kids, if you want to see one of the greatest mullets of all time, just type in Roddick Bunk on the Google, Yo, that the draft Google photo? machine. His draft photo, yeah. the greatest mullet <laughs> of all time. Um, so, Oliver, you better have a mullet in Nashville or I'm not picking you. Uh, here's a couple things, and we'll move on. From Elite Prospects, oh they, de- they describe – yeah, it's, it's glorious. It's nice. Um, Oliver Bunk, they describe him as a hammer and a play killer with shades of Jake McCabe. Oh, <laughs> so, he's, so he's automatically yes. Mario's favorite <laughs> prospect in the uh, shades of Phil Kessel and a shades of Jake McCabe, like going straight for my heart. But hey, that that feels to me shades like shades of Jake McCabe is also my favorite trainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. It feels like the kind of guy who the Hawks could identify and trade up for. Yeah. And say we got they thirty-five. Let's let's add in another pick, a third rounder to get Oliver Bonk. Yeah, yep. and solidify but the blue line. We all have. loved what Jake McKay brought to the team the last two seasons. Yeah, and he wasn't flashy. He wasn't an all-star. He was in our hearts. He was, and we voted for him. Yeah, but he didn't he did. get enough votes. But he's not a Norris Trophy winner. But the Toronto Maple Leafs were like, "Hey, we want to win a cup this year. That's a guy we need." Yeah. So as you said, if he's just a fourth or a fifth guy, but no worse. You, you yeah, that. okay. Yeah. A sure thing NHL defenseman, even if he's a third-pairing guy. There's a lot of teams that went the entire season without being able to identify who their third-pairing guys are. Yeah. 
Uh, this next guy. Oh, there's Radic Bonk. Look yeah, at that. That thing is glorious. Yeah. That's a lot of work, man. And, he's got to curl the. He's got to perm the bottom of it. It's a dedication. I'm with Nate in the chat who said who was asking about if it's his kid, and he said, "Man, I'm old." I'm, I'm like, I agree, Nate. I am also old because I was thinking about Radic Bonk as soon as I third heard the overall name. pick the year he was drafted just on the mullet alone. Yep, that makes <laughs> nothing to do with his hockey skills. Yeah, so Oliver better have a better. We better see him in Nashville with a, with at least a little bit of a party in the back going. Also, on. you better. want to talk about easily a high selling Hawks jersey? Just bonk, bonk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bonk and doc. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> Achy bonk doc. Uh, there's a lot of people in the chat asking about specific people we haven't done. We, <laughs> we, we've done, we're going to do 20 over two days. So we're doing our best. We're, try, we're trying to go by who will probably be there when they pick was kind of the, the mindset. And, and who we feel like also fits the mold of what the Blackhawks are yes. trying to do. So, yeah, we're, we're also not we're not going to we don't have time to get through all 75 players that they interviewed at the draft combine. Right. Um, and, and we've gone we've gone through a lot in the in the last couple of months uh, as the season has been over. So if, if we haven't hit your specific prospect in these last two days, I'm, I'm sure we've touched on them a little bit here or there yeah. uh, on, on different shows. And, and yet, look, we still have a couple more days to the draft. We're, we're going to have some more content coming out. These, these, these profiles we're doing now are all going to be available on allchgo.com yep. if they aren't already. Um, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be at the draft. We're going to be talking about all these guys. Like, we'll, we will have it covered top to bottom. A little production meeting on the air. Maybe that's something we put out on Twitter that we can, if you've got a guy, and we can ask Cam Robinson about him on Thursday. Sounds great. Because nobody knows these sure. guys better. And if we just throw names at him, he'll be able to give us something like yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get we'll get your people covered. It's yeah. just a there's only so many hours in a day, and we'll get to it, of course. Um, all right, next one up is a guy that I really like for second, maybe third round, uh, Anton Wahlberg of Malmo in uh, in Sweden. He's a six three one ninety five center, seventieth overall by Scott Wheeler, forty second by Chris Peters, thirtieth among European skaters. That seems really low, uh, and sixtieth from elite prospects. As I was researching this guy, I saw Craig Button talking about him as like kind of a late rounder kind of a thing. Like, oh, I'm going to make note of that and do some research. I know we kind of laughed about his time in Chicago, but Carl Soderberg, who won a cup with the Avs, was a really solid player, a uh, big center with some scoring punch. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like Wahlberg to me. And... Yeah, you, this is not someone I would take in the first round or probably not at 35th, but as the draft goes on, if he's still there, someone to keep an eye on. He is huge. He's got great hands, room to grow still. This would be a development project. This would be a guy that would take two, three, four years probably to make it to the NHL, maybe even get a, a little more time in, in Rockford uh, developing the game. But he's the kind of guy, as you project, especially with Nazar, small, Reichel, small, Bedard, small, you know, a smallish group of top forwards, you'd want to look somewhere to add some size and some skill. And I think uh, I think Anton Wahlberg uh, fits that profile well. Yeah. Now, uh, is this Mark's kid? Is Donnie's brother? Donnie's brother. He's a lost new kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. he's he's Say definitely a mother for me. He's definitely going to uh, benefit from the Wahlburgers uh, franchise. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Le- left shot centerman. Uh, you look at the production he's had at. You know, in his age range, two seasons playing in the uh, U20 leagues over in Sweden with the uh, Malmö Redhawks. 54 games over the last two seasons, 17 goals, 17 assists, uh, and then just this past, and just in this past season, playing at the uh, U20 level 
14 goals, 27 points in 32 games. So, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good production point uh, amongst his peers. Played 17 SHL games at the pro level in Sweden uh, with two goals, four points. Six points in seven games with Sweden at the uh, U18 World Championships. The production is there. The size is there. Um, I, I, I agree, Jay. I think this is a guy that second, third round, uh, the Blackhawks could be looking at for sure. Yeah, I like the size, the versatility. He can play in the middle and out on the wing. Uh, he's a really good skater. He's got a lot of like raw, untapped talent that needs to be, you know, developed and, and coached. But uh, I look at him and he's just got that frame of of a of an NHLer. Mm-hmm. Like he's already six three. They they list him at one eighty five. So that's but he's got this huge neck and these broad shoulders that tells me he's going to fill out and he's going to be right. a, a massive player at some point. It's like a dog with big paws. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's <laughs> coming. Grow into like, it, yeah. He's going to grow into the rest of his body. And uh, if he could keep that speed while adding the size, that can be a very attractive uh, prospect. Yeah. A third round pick. If he's there, I'm all for it. I, at some point you have to get bigger. Mm-hmm. I know it's not, you know, it's not the, the 70s and 80s where you got to have all these teams, but you also can't have nothing but 5'9", five, 5'10", five, guys up front. You're going to need to get some big guys yeah. at some point. And if you don't do that, you know, in the first two rounds with some of the other guys we've already talked about, your Daniel, Daniel Boots, uh, if you luck into Matthew Wood or, or Quentin Musty, you don't get one of those guys, this is a perfect candidate to just get you some of that raw talent and size added to the pool. I like this note from Chris Peters. He says Wahlberg is 6'3 and has some rawness to his game, but he battles and wins his share of pucks. With some additional development time, the ceiling on him is immense, especially with the hand skills he possesses to go along with that imposing frame. So that is uh, Anton Wahlberg of Malmo in Sweden. Last up, six-foot center, Oscar Fisker Molgard of HV71 of the SHL. Uh, six foot 165 39th by the athletic scott wheeler uh, 46 by chris peters 18th overall for european skaters and 28th from elite prospects is he heir to the fisker scissors fortune uh that i didn't find out in my mm. study of oscar we'll put our Mulder. crack research team on it yes we will definitely get to the bottom of that i love this 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 player as a as a potential steal pick um 41 games uh, as a professional in the uh, Swedish SHL this season, uh, as a draft eligible player, you don't see that very often uh, for for these kinds of young guys. Twenty one, or I'm sorry, forty one games, four goals, seven points uh, with the U20 team for HV71. Twenty one games, six goals, twenty three points. So over a point per game uh, this season, playing amongst his peers, and again, forty one. 41 games at the professional level as a 17-year-old. Uh, this from Stephen Ellis of the Daily Faceoff. The fact that a 2005-born player played more than 40 games against some of the best competition in Europe is nothing to sneeze at. He was excellent against U20 competition, and honestly, the smart, controlled center could end up becoming one of the biggest steals of the draft given his pro-ready tools. Also from Elite Prospects. This is this is what really gets me excited about Molgard. It says, 
says Molgard is all about the details in the defensive zone. The Danish forward scans regularly, registers primary and secondary threats, positions himself well to take away passes, skates through opponents, release to disrupt shots, and is intelligent enough to keep up with defensive rotations. Offensively, he drives the puck inside to create space, support his team, supports his teammates, finds outlets under pressure, and puts in the yeoman's work on retrievals. If there is a more Luke Richardson type forward yeah. in this draft, I dare you to find it for me other this than Oscar Fisker Mulgaard. Sounds like a Bolin Deneau type player. Yeah. Maybe not that level of offensive output, but heady, smart. Smart, hardworking. Yeah. Like nev- never gonna stop on a play. A guy like, that Joe Thornton is gonna want to murder during a Stanley Cup yeah, playoff. Joe series. Joe Thornton will rip a piece of Oscar Fisker Mulgaard's beard out <laughs> right. uh, in a in a scrum after he slashes his hand because he's he's getting under his skin. I I've I've have seen mock drafts where this player is going in the early twenties, and 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 a lot of rankings have him in the thirties and forties. I, I think I think there's going to be a lot of teams that really love his game, and I I think there might be a team that reaches. If he's not gone in the first round, I would love for the Blackhawks to use one of those second round picks on him. Like I I just think he's got so much in his in his game that fits the exact mold of what the Blackhawks want. I wonder how, how, how would you feel? 19 too high for you? Yes. What if he's there at 19 and they trade down a couple spots? Yeah. They if trade they, down to 22, if they 23 down, and take if they, him. If they trade down and, and get him in the, in the mid to late 20s, I think it's, I think that's on the early edge of where he, sh- he probably should go, but I'd be fine with it. I, I've gotten to the point, and maybe, maybe this is just me, you know, seeing the, uh, the seashells and balloons because of Connor Bedard, but like just with full faith in what Davidson's doing. Oh yeah. And if they identify a guy that feels like a bit of a reach, we all thought that about Kevin Korczynski. Yeah. And look what's happened in the year since. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they have my trust. So there's really nothing that's going to freak me out. Um, But I like all these guys we profile, like they make a lot of sense for the Hawks. All of them. Wait, you talking about something that'll freak you out. Yes. Um, yeah. What about this prospect? <laughs> oh my goodness! That's Ben Check Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, that would, that would me make out. me make sure I'm in bed in time because I don't want that coming <laughs> to my room at late. All right. What's night. the what's his uh, rankings? Let's go through his prospect uh, profile. Uh, I'm going to say number one, so he doesn't murder me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. A uh, couple quick things on on Mogard here uh, from uh, Jimmy Hammer in the uh, Swedish Scout Four. Um, League prospects, he says Mulgaard is a safe bet to make the NHL as a middle six center. That's uh, encouraging. And then an Eastern Conference scout, unnamed Eastern Conference scout, says, I like him. Good person, really high character person. There you go. Works hard both ways of the game. He's responsible without the puck and pretty smart with the puck. More of a setup passer than a one-on-one skill, beat you in open ice kind of guy. He has a lot of tools that I think can translate to professional hockey with the work ethic and awareness. His head is always moving. He knows where everybody is on the ice. He'll never last in the second round. No chance. Hey. I, that's That sounds like a player that the Blackhawks would love to have in, in the organization. And, and it just... It just feels like you know at, at 17 year old 17 years old playing over half of your your draft year season against professionals um you know lucas reichel was doing that in, in in the german league and i think most people would consider the shl a step above the german league so as a 17 year old playing that many games professionally and not looking out of place 
that's 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 nothing to uh as 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 the report from Steven also that's nothing to turn your nose up at so I think I think this is a player that if he if he gets in the Blackhawks organization he might be one of those guys that that gets to the professional ranks faster uh, just because of the already professional experience he's he's seen in Europe already so it'd be interesting to see all right eight days actually eight nine days. days from now we're gonna find out no second eight. round oh we'll second be, round. we'll be sure. totally done sure yeah, round. it's going to be awesome. Can't wait. We're going to be in Nashville. If mm-hmm. you're going to be in Nashville, you're going to want to join us there at Hopsmith on Tuesday, the 27th. It's going to be a wonderful time. Go to allchgo.com for details, but you're going to get uh, unlimited food and drink from 1 to 4 p.m. and our new draft pick T-shirt design designed by our friends over, uh, you know, the CHGO Locker folks. They make awesome designs all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... If you're not a diehard yet and you're looking to save on this event and get a free shirt while you sign up, great time to do it. AllCHGO.com. Become a diehard today. You'll save 20% on this and all CHGO events. And we want to remind everybody that the Comment Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve by helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That is correct, Jay. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territories. ComEd will also offer free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities like for hvac systems commercial kitchen equipment or industrial processes i see we have some new business owners in the chat today can you uh, let them know how this works yes for all you new business owners an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy, also known as Monergy, today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's comed.com slash powering biz. Biz, B-I-Z. Schedule your appointment today. All right. Hey, and also, before we head out, I want to tell you about our pals, our friends, our chums over at Shady Rays, where you can take on sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with their premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. They are an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even right out of the box on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because if you break them, they will be replaced. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners throughout the United States with the Shady Rays Impact Program, doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others just like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you will. You will. But just in case you don't, but you will, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is absolutely no risk when you shop 
an exclusive for our lovely, beautiful listeners. That's you folks out there in podcast land. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Head over to ShadyRays.com. Put in two or more pairs of their award-winning polarized sunglasses in your shopping cart. When you check out, pop the promo code CHGO in, and they're going to get 50% off that and any order of two or more pairs of their sunglasses rated five stars by over 250,000 people. That's a lot of people. And hopefully that many people are tuned in tomorrow at 2 o'clock yes. when we are joined by new Blackhawks television analyst Darren Pang. Cannot wait for that conversation. It's going to be a wonderful time. So tune in. We'll talk to you at 2 o'clock tomorrow. And remember, Bad Check Charlie is always watching. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. That's chilling. There goes sleep tonight. Going Hit that like button. Bad Check Charlie. He's going to call him Like Check Charlie. <laughs> and if you've not liked the video, he's coming for you. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.